Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Miles Simmons, and Will Bryan. That's right. It's that time of the week. The Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. Kristen here in studio with my buddies, Miles and Will. I mean, I guess I can say that we're all here in studio. Miles, I'm sitting here looking at you right now, which is where Will was sitting Last week, uh, but Will, because we all have to be safely social distance, is in what I can only describe as as the booth of shame. Absolutely, it's the booth of shame. So I don't even, I can't even really see Will. Can you see Will from where I can see you Will are? right now? Yeah. So okay, again, <laughs> we love doing this audio podcast format. We are just talking about what we can and can't see. So Will, describe. It's a it's a voiceover booth, kind of in our podcast radio studios. Yeah, it's a voiceover booth, and I was trying to describe it last week, and no one quite knew where I was pointing to. Because I thought you were pointing to a bathroom. Yeah, I'm not. I, gonna, you I were like know. across. You're like way over there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I can still see you guys through this little window. I have the lights <laughs> off, so it's not blinding. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I can see Will just like it, it looks like a it looks like a stranger peeking in your window. As as I said, <laughs> I, I could take not, a picture of this. As I said, I could not see Will. Will was flashing the lights on and off like he was in some horror film, as he is doing right yeah. now. So just picture. If you're going through a haunted house, right, and then there's this weird thing that is just behind one of these dark window panels, that right now is Will. I cannot imagine anyone listening to this, like, what you would be picturing in your mind. I don't know if I'd go quite that no, as the most it, accurate. <laughs> no, it's literally, it's like going through a haunted house. That's the only thing that I can think of. It's a voiceover booth. Yeah, I can think of a voiceover booth. <laughs> It is a standard voiceover booth. But I, no, I, it's not, Matt. You, you pipe down over there. It's definitely producer. a haunted. <laughs> it's definitely a haunted voiceover booth. Um, but okay, so I think we should explain why Will is in. You know, the the booth of shame, um, looking like someone in a haunted house. So, full disclosure, we knew that two of us could be at the table. There's usually room for all three or four people here, but you know, we got to play it safe, and then one person would have to be in there. I got to be honest. I've been in the the stadium all day. I had some some stuff to shoot. 
I got in here a few minutes early, and I told producer Matt, I was like, look, I don't, I don't want to get stuck in the booth. Like, I'm going to go ahead and claim my seat. Like, you know, get the best seat on the bus type of a deal. So I I knew you guys were coming in, you know, at the same time to go through security and all that. I tried to get in here quick and uh, establish my spot. I'm going to be honest, Will. I'm sorry. Well, Will really was being polite because he waited for me to come in because I've never been in the studio before. And then you booth of shamed him? He it, waited yeah. for you and then you ran over here. That's the kind of person that I am. <laughs> it's the kind of person that I am, really. But no, I Miles, it, I think it's really because I took the the Twitter brunt for Kristen's hot dog ketchup take from last week, and most of that came. You back were on me. your own with the solo relish dog, so I don't know. That was weird, Ben. That was really weird. I put mustard on it. I just eventually. Was, I took a. I didn't eat it with no mustard. I just took a picture with it. Right, and you put you had a. So what you did was you had a hot dog with just mustard and a hot dog with just relish, and then you put mustard on both so that you could make them edible, which really was a smart thing by you. But at the same time, well, I mean, yeah, that that was enough, I think, to put you in the booth of shame, regardless of whether I came in and stole the seat at the table or not. Right. I've, I'm learning this idea of, like, Twitter triggering uh, for, for engagement. I, I'm just triggering people to, to get more likes. You did say, you did say uh, that you went out and bought those hot dogs just to post after we talked about them on the podcast. After we talked about them on the podcast. But look, you got to admire it, right? No. No. <laughs> Not when it's Will. <laughs> <gasps> All right. Well, as much as we could keep talking about the booth of shame and keep the hot dog conversation from last week going, uh, we got to talk a little something called training camp. What's that? Miles, we are here. We are watching practices. Um, Training camp was open to the media for the first time on Sunday, so we have been here every day trying to learn as much as we can, absorb as much as we can about how training camp looks under Coach Rule. Yeah, yeah. no. So I think for for most of our fans that are you know that are on Twitter that are following all of our coverage on Panthers.com, you know we we've seen these practices are high intensity. Uh, yesterday was a, a big day for the defense, a lot of uh, takeaways, uh, knockaways. But I want to know, from you guys' perspective, y'all have been here. Kristen's been up at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Miles is here at practice. Uh, you guys have been seeing some stuff. Give me some stories from this live show that Kristen's been doing from Miles, from you being at practice. What are things that maybe we don't know from following on Twitter or me sitting in my house at home? Well, I think the the interesting thing is what happens when you get here and how different it usually would be from mm-hmm. a, a normal practice. So basically, there are two groups of media, and one group of media is on one side of the field, the other group of media is on the other side of the field on a hill. So I'm on I'm in basically the second group of media, and so we got to come in, we got to get a vest. Watching practice has almost become this solo endeavor, which it usually really is not. Yeah. Because you have to stay six feet apart from people, and you're doing that to keep people safe. But one of the things that I've always loved about watching practice is getting the different view from another person or comparing what you just saw to what somebody else just saw. Because sometimes a turnover happens and it's like, I was watching this part of this play. I didn't see who got it, right? And then you're kind of stuck when you don't see it. So I think that's one of these things that just makes it makes it all so different. And you're not getting to know the the people who are going to cover this team alongside you as well. Because like I said, we're split up into two completely different groups. So it's interesting to see the way this team has had energy and all that different stuff. But it's 
it, it's also really different, especially for a person who's just coming in and now covering the team and, and has not been here for a little while. That making practice a solo endeavor, it it it, it has its it, its drawbacks. I think. What about you, Kristen? Yeah, and I got to say, I really have enjoyed your articles. Um, shameless plug for you. I've really enjoyed your articles yeah. and the takeaways that you've had Thank on you. Panthers.com. Despite, as you said, it's it's been a solo endeavor. You know, you can only just use your eyes, and sometimes they're at the far end of the field. That's right. something that I've noticed when you were talking about it being a solo endeavor. You know, when they're at the far end of the field, usually we'd be able to to follow the action uh, a lot better. I like to not only talk to the other people around me, but I like to see what what is the coach's reaction to that play? What are right. the other players' reactions to that play? And, and I think it adds so much context for what you're seeing on the field. So that is also something that we're we're losing a little bit, but I really, I do want to say I've, I've really enjoyed all of your observations um, from camp so far, and I've learned a lot. So thank you. You've handled it very well. Um, so from my end, we are doing um, this training camp live look-in show, which has been great. Uh, we have another one coming up tomorrow, and then throughout the weekend, and we're we're starting them really early. We're all getting into the studio, and so for me, you're talking about kind of the the behind the scenes of like getting to where you need to be. Well, I get into the studio, which is um, on field level of the stadium, but the only real way to, to get over there with the current setup where everything is redlined and I can only walk in certain places is is across the field. So I'm just like, I'm hustling across the field every morning to get over there with like my backpack and stuff. And then the show ends. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, we go live when we when practice starts and when we can be in there, usually individual period, there's stretch. But Coach Rule likes to change it up every day. So he there's a lot of NFL coaches that kind of follow the same general outline, the same general script um, for their for their training camp practices. And Coach Rule doesn't always like to do that. He wants to mix it up. So we're kind of on alert whenever they are ready um, to, to start a certain portion of practice that we can show on um, the live look-in. So we're kind of sitting there, we're, we're waiting, and uh, we, we get up, we do the show, we get to see some of the individual periods, and our camera operators have just been incredible. Absolutely incredible getting to see kind of a little bit more up close where you and I are talking about when you're out on the field, right. based on where we have to stand, it's, right. it's a lot tougher. So I'm getting some incredible look-ins. It's so fun. We've had Jake DeLome and Roman Harper on. But so then, we can only show up a certain portion of practice, uh, and then they go into the team period, the competition period of practice. So uh, after the show wraps, let's say that's, you know, 9.30, 9.45, 10, I then have to get back to the practice field, which is, I mean, look, I'm getting my steps in. So I go across yeah. the regular field, back out, down kind of the the steps and down kind of this walkway and then into the practice field. And then I got to go around the other side of the practice field and get my get my vest, get my um, credential, and then come back. And let me tell you what, I, I've started to – you know, just bring like a T-shirt with me because you do the full show and then you're running across these hot fields trying to get there. And I'm, I mean, it's it's quite the comedy of errors for me to get out there from the show, from the studio to see the last part of practice. But it's so worth it. So it just is a thing for, you know, if there are women listening, you wear something to be on air, right, to be in a studio. And then that's yes. not what you want to watch practice in. Like, you know, you got your outfit to, like, be in a studio show. Yes, absolutely. And then I don't want to come out there in, like, a heel and, you know, a synthetic shirt, <laughs> you know. It's just not a good – it's two different environments in a very short amount of time. I got to tell you, Kristen, this is the best part about being a guy and sometimes being on camera and then having to go straight to practice is that you can just wear a polo and you're fine. You got you, – that's really a, a polo the outfit and, for all occasions. Right, a, a polo is – in shorts for training camp is perfect and that's all you need to do and that's the best part about being a dude 
<laughs> Miles, have you been able to watch the show from out on the field? Have you looked in at all? I, not really. Mainly be, because I, I mean, it's well, going t- on. Is yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're, you're taking. In, you got to get person. your stuff, yeah. right? It, the, and I have to take notes. Yeah, like Roman Harper the other day was fascinating. It was amazing. It was incredible. Like it, you know, I learned. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I think we all learned tons of stuff. And I, I was kind of monitoring like the Facebook feed. And all of these fans, you know, typically it's been kind of like all over the place with comments. Everyone was like, oh, my God, Roman Harper's incredible. We want more of this. So it was, it was really cool the way he was breaking down like quarters defense and talking about, you know, opening hips and, and the way you attack the ball from, you know, the certain uh, side depending on your coverage and all the things they were working on as you were watching it, you know, really up close and, and seeing like rules, you know, uh, you know, practice uh you know, way, you know, both within in the bubble and outside the bubble. I mean, I, I just I thought it was incredible, um, incredible content. Yeah. Or just even when we couldn't have a camera on something, he would talk about proper elbow positioning for, you know, doing a punch out, you know, and he hmm. I mean, and you didn't even need to see him to know what he was talking about. He explained sure. it that well. I was like, gosh, I wish he could, you know, I wish he could have taught some of my college classes. Like he really <laughs> broke everything down. I mean, Jake learned, you know, and Jake, yeah. Jake's alone loves football, studies football is, you know, takes every opportunity to to be involved and was a great player himself. But he was like, I, I learned a lot. I was like, me too. It was just, it's really, he's got a great gift for for making it all digestible and interesting. That's awesome. Congratulations to Roman Harper, though, for getting hired on at SEC Network. So oh, yeah, maybe hopefully. They're very lucky to have him. Yeah, hopefully between um, the, the time he's got to go on there, maybe he'll have some time for us. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. So after we finish up with the training camp and the actual practice part of it, they uh, have been making players available, players and coaches available to the media. And we've heard just some great, great quotes over the last week. And we did this segment last week and we got to bring it back again this week. It's called Overheard. Do you hear something? Overheard. All right, so the three of us each picked our favorite quote from this week. I'm going to start us off. Uh, Coach Rule was asked on Monday why KK Short and Mike Davis showed up late to practice, and here's what he said. Yeah, they, they, they showed up late because I gave them the morning off to take their kids to school for the first day or be with their kids virtually. I gave every coach, staff member, and player who has kids, I think, should be there for their kids' first day of school. Even if it's virtual, they should have breakfast with them and and help them get on the computer. They should drive them to school or whatever. So, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times people say they believe in stuff, but they don't really do it. You know, I, I believe very much in family and I think being a father is the, one of the most important, is the most important thing that, that I am and our players are. And so I, I asked the players to please take that time. And I made a point to the team at the end, you know, what a pro KK is and what a pro uh, Mike Davis is that they did that. And then they were there for, you know, they were there for, you know, the beginning of practice pretty much. I and mean, they missed like just the, the first period. Um, you know, they didn't stop at Starbucks and get a coffee and relax. You know, they, they got there. 
Absolutely love that. And look, none of us here in this room have kids that I know of, but it still hits you. <laughs> you know, it's still, but I'm saying you don't have to have children for that to, yeah. to hit you in a certain way. And I just thought, well, I thought that that was just a really cool thing to do and to, to set the tone. I, I think that, and we, we, not to plug another thing, we put out plug um, it. The, the preview for the next episode of Road to Restart plug uh, today it. On, on Panthers.com. And he mentioned that again, you know, of... You know, how do you be a man, a husband, a father, a professional, an entrepreneur? You know, it's about doing your job, doing it well, and then doing it longer than anybody else. You know, and I think that 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 speaks to what he's trying to say of it's it's all, it's all great to just say stuff, to say things or tweet things or, you know, make a point of like, oh, you know, this is the right thing to say, you know, but to like literally coaches are so adamant about every rep in practice and to let, you know, veterans say, hey, no, do this for your family first. And then come to practice. I mean, that's that's a huge thing for an NFL coach. Yeah, I thought I th- I think I think it's so great. Um, and you know, it's interesting too. All of us working in this business, we have incredible jobs, and I know the players and coaches feel that way too. But there are a lot of things that you miss. So if this were, you know, normal sure. training camp or normal preseason, you wouldn't have that opportunity. And so he said, "Look, I've never been able to to let my daughters um, walk my daughters to the bus stop, which is something he plans on doing tomorrow morning, Thursday morning before practice." So I'm going to take advantage of it, and I want everyone else to as well. So I, I, I thought that was really special. Yeah, I, I think it's it really does speak to the character that Matt Rule has. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I like that kind of thing because, the, to me, I, I remember um, this was either in 2014 or 2015. There was a player whose grandmother had died um, on, the, on the Rams, and – what Jeff Fisher, then the head coach of the Rams, allowed that player to do, his name is Will Hayes, defensive end. So he, his grandmother was super important to him. He went to, the, he went to the funeral and he spent time with his family that week. And the thing that I remember Jeff Fisher saying was, that is more important than what we're doing here. Yeah. And I think that whenever coaches can really ha- show that, that it is more important than what they're doing, with it, it's football, right? At the end of the day, it's a job. And I know it's a very important job and it's entertainment and all that and players make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, there are more important things to do. And that's I, I love that philosophy, and I'm glad that that's something that Matt Rule has. I agree. All right, Miles, uh, what was your soundbite this week? Yeah, it comes from Teddy Bridgewater, and I did write a story about this at Panthers.com. You can go and check that out if you'd like. There's another uh, plug. Plug it. Because that's plug. what we do here on uh, the Happy Half Hour. But, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> I think he's, a, he's an interesting guy in general, and I think that if you've heard anything about the Panthers throughout the course of this offseason, and especially now that we've gotten into training camp, you know how good of a leader he is. And so he was asked what advice he's been giving to Will Greer and P.J. Walker as backup quarterbacks and what it takes to be a backup quarterback, and here's what he had to say. I shared a a message with those guys a couple days ago about how when my opportunity came last year against the Rams and I wasn't prepared, and I had my mind made up that, man, I was behind Drew Brees. The previous year, he never missed a game. Man, I'm never going to play. That was my mindset, but and and you you can always talk the talk talk the talk about hey man I'll be ready when my number is called but you never know until that opportunity presents itself and that's something that I told those guys that man after that game against the Rams last year like I was embarrassed you know um, I had to hear it from my family I had to hear it from the fans and just everyone and and I told myself I never want to experience that again so my message to those guys was just you know always stay ready you know it's easy to say oh man I know this I know that but when you're out there in live action. You know, are you truly ready? You know, what I love about that is just the candor. Mm-hmm. Because 
a lot of times I think quarterbacks in this league are full of it. Right? And there's a reason for that. You don't want to necessarily be the guy who goes and he says something that, you know, makes all the headlines and embarrasses somebody else or what have you. You know, quarterbacks are trained from really a young age to not say anything interesting. And I thought that that was really interesting because Bridgewater has gone through a lot. Yeah. Right? Like that knee injury he suffered in 2016 was absolutely devastating. It would have ended the career of a lot of different players. So he had to be able to do a lot in order to just get himself back on the field. That's the first thing. And so there was probably a lot in his mind, and he admitted this, that I probably will never get the chance to be a starting quarterback ever again, especially when he was sitting behind Drew Brees. And so he didn't think he was going to get that opportunity, so he wasn't ready for it. So everybody always talks about, you know, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Or everybody says, I'm going to prepare as if I'm the starter. And I thought it was so interesting that he talked about how he had to figure out, look, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Drew Brees has his process. I got to figure out the process that works for me. And that is something that he just had to develop. And then, obviously, you know, even though if you look at his stats against the Rams, it really weren't that bad. He knew that it was not up to his standard. And then he goes out, and the Saints go five and zero with him as a starter. And now look where he is. He's a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. So. I really liked how frank and how honest Teddy Bridgewater was there. I loved the candor, absolutely. You know what else I loved? The question was, um, what have you shared with Will Greer and P.J. Walker in your time being in the quarterback's room with them? So not only did he share the story about that he wasn't ready, that's what he's telling those guys. Like that would have that story, he would have told those guys that story whether or not he got asked that question. So what he's essentially telling them is, hey guys, uh, if something happens to me, you need to be ready. Right. You know, I just think that that's and of course, that's not at all what he wants or expects to happen. But he is coaching these guys through something he's been through and saying, hey, you got to be ready. I just think that that's a really you talk about candor like that is that's what that is, you know, where he's telling these guys, hey, you got to be ready to take my spot if something happens. Right. I just think that's such a selfless um way to coach your I mean essentially your competitors I, I I just thought that was so incredible yeah I mean people give lip service to that at camp every year we've when, seen a lot of quarterbacks who don't want anything to do with no, their backups you know I mean and I mean yeah I mean but that's you, people talk about that all the time you have you know a veteran come in you know you have a, a rookie draft pick you know that it's obviously that you know the future of kind of this position. yeah we can think and, of a few off the top of our heads big name veteran quarterbacks that have right you know and they say oh you know I'm you know just d- doing my best to prepare you know to, to help them out they're I mean, let's be real you know like they're not doing their best they're competing and they want the job for as long as they can handle it and you know, I think Bridgewater's not doing anything to give it away. But no. he's certainly not undermining the development, you know, the improvement, the he's readiness in, yeah. of these guys. He's encouraging them to be their best. Yep. Yeah, and that's leadership, right? Like, that's yes. what Matt Rule has talked a lot about, um, especially over the course of training camp, is the real leaders on the team are the guys who do the best they can to make the players around them better. He said that about Russell Okung. He has said that about Teddy Bridgewater. And anybody who I think has heard anything or seen anything from Teddy Bridgewater knows that that's the kind of guy he is. Well, speaking of real leadership, Will, your uh, favorite soundbite of the week has something to do with a guy who is definitely a leader on this team. Trey Boston uh, earlier this week talked about Thieves Avenue. Thieves Ave, as he calls it, and uh, you know talked about renewing the lease. So we'll we'll, we'll hear from him. No, no, it's the same. It's the same. It's one mentality here. Uh, it, it, you got to just we'll keep renewing it. You know, it, it, it's it's like the, it's like the lease. You know, we we just renew it. We got everybody has to earn it. 
and uh, guys might come and go, but it's it's a lineage that we're, we're passing down. And uh, as long as I'm here, it's going to be here with me. It's going to be what we do. Uh, we are thieves. We will rob teams of the rock, and uh, we will not give it back. And, uh, we're taking fresh loot. I'm letting you know, and uh, we, we can't wait. I, I think uh, having an identity helps guys, uh, you know, come to come to work every day knowing that this is a brotherhood. We got to hold each other accountable, and we are thieves. So what do thieves do? They steal. I think that idea of having an identity, it, it's Matt Rule and everything is almost everything is completely different from this team in 2015 when they won the NFC Championship. And I think that's good in a lot of ways. You know, they're establishing new identities. They're establishing new words, new cultures, new new ways of doing things. There's new people uh, to kind of help create that. But I think there's something special, too, about Trey Boston saying, hey, guys, hey, you young you young secondary players, there's something about this this group, this NFL team. We've been at the top. We've been there. We've been the best secondary in the NFL, leading the NFL in takeaways and interceptions on the biggest stages. And that group had a personality, and we want to continue it now. And this is how this is a it's a word, it's a phrase, it's a mindset that we're trying to continue on. I think that's really special that that's a part of a larger new beginning of personality and culture and identity. But there's something that they're they're bringing along with them. There's a lineage there, right? Yep. And I think that anybody who knows anything about the Carolina Panthers, whether it's from a, a big league perspective or somebody who has been a fan of this team since its inception back in the 90s, you know what it means to be uh, on the Carolina Panthers defense. And I think that because of that, that's good. You know, you have somebody like Trey Boston who can continue to pass down that lineage to all the guys who need to start learning it. Yeah, I think it's also a standard. It's a standard. Mm-hmm. This is what we are. This is how we identify, and this is what you need to live up to. And I remember talking to the rookies um, who are now thieves. Um, I said, what do you guys think about that? You know, and they were like, we love it. We absolutely love it. And so it's we've set this standard, as you said, with what, we, what we've done, the identity that we've created as the Panthers' defense over these years, um, as Thieves Ave, and you got to live up to it because it's something that um, is very important to us, and, and you better not mess it up. Absolutely. What, what would you guys be if you were a member of the Thieves? Customer service reps? Oh, yeah. Miles, I don't know if you know about this or if everyone knows. So uh, back in 2015, we heard this story from Kurt Coleman um, on our broadcast where we watched the 2015 NFC Championship game um, last Saturday. And he said that, you know, they – identified so strongly with this Thieves app that they thought about, you know, making an LLC. Like they started just to, they went down this path of LLC. And then we heard a little bit more from Roman Harper on this. So essentially there was, there's some confusion about Kurt Coleman said Roman Harper and Peanut Tillman were uh, board members because they were kind of getting up there in age. But then we talked to Roman Harper. He said he was the CEO. Kurt Coleman said he was the CEO. Anyway, confusion on who was ultimately the CEO of the group but um, it was that Trey, being the young guy, was customer service. Everyone had a role, and it filtered <laughs> down, and he was the young guy. And what that meant was, which I thought was really interesting, he had to keep the other guys in line. And so if there was anything that needed to go up the chain of command, it came up to you know CFO, CEO, board member, all that kind of stuff, which I actually thought was, you know, it's a cool identity, but it's actually a, a good way to run the secondary too. Like, is there anything that needs to be handled? Is anyone not pulling their weight? Is anyone not doing their job? You know, bring it here, and then it'll maybe go up the ladder. So, um, I mean, look, I think clearly, I mean, clearly, I've got CEO vibes, right? I mean, <laughs> CEO vibes. I'm not laughing at you because you said CEO. I'm laughing at you because you said vibes. Yeah, I got CEO vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Me I, and me and sure. Trey. 
I don't know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a landlord. I'm the muscle of this group. The land. <laughs> I, 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 I collect think... checks. Uh, all right, all right, Miles. Uh, what I, do you? I think I'm certainly the customer service rep, right? Like, there's. <laughs> is there any doubt about that? I don't know. Is there? Is that what you? I feel like you would not want to deal with customers. No, I, I probably wouldn't. But I think that. But just then you're like, from, yeah. uh, you know, from a. <laughs> if it was my company, I would not. I would not put you to deal with the customers. Wow. You have strong opinions on so many things. <laughs> wow. wow, Miles, did you view yourself as like customer service material? No, I, I no, probably not. But I mean, look. If you got to work your way up, right? Like if Trey Boston is now yeah, the yeah. CEO, then that I see myself as somebody who has to prove himself, right? Somebody who has to work his way up from the bottom That's and fair. start from the bottom, and now you know you're you're there. One day you'll be there, huh? Right. All right, Drake. <laughs> Thank you. you I've been told Mac I look Lamar? like Drake. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. You had the Macklemore reference last week. Yeah. You got the Drake reference. We this almost week. missed the Macklemore reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we go back? Because yeah. that's the moment. Oh, here we go again. Miles, Miles is in the booth of shame next week. I'll tell you that. Yo, booth of shame for, for Miles. Um, okay, this was a lot of fun recapping what we've seen so far of training camp. But you know, when you think about it, in an alternate reality. If this were a normal season, the Panthers would have faced the Jaguars last week in their first preseason game. And right now they'd be getting ready to take on the Patriots tomorrow, which is is just wild to think about. Kristen, do you ever watch Rick and Morty? Uh, no, I've never seen it. Okay, well, have it's you on seen my it? list. No. It's on my list. All right. Well, there's basically a <laughs> a plot point in the show where there's basically infinite dimensions, infinite realities, mm-hmm. and so basically in another reality. I have already seen this game. And so essentially, I could be from another reality and like say it's reality 446, right? Mm-hmm. And now this is reality 334. Now, 446 miles could come in and replace 334 miles and mm-hmm. you would never know. But you could maybe figure it out because 446 miles has seen this game from All right. that reality. Well, we'll see if we've got 446 miles and will. Um, <laughs> I think I just completely derailed this podcast. No, again. I have no I mean, idea that's where the, to go that's from the this. Point of this. I know. Here's I'm so where sorry. we're going from this. We're taking Miles' alternate reality, infinite number of parallel universes, and running with it. Will you are going to bring us a report from an alternate timeline of where we are in the middle of the preseason? Right? What you got for us? We're here from. Foxborough, Massachusetts, getting ready for tomorrow's game. Panthers, Patriots. Panthers 1-0 in the preseason. Patriots 0-1. Carolina came out at really hot in the second half last week. Will Greer really took over for Teddy Bridgewater after Bridgewater led an opening drive touchdown. Greer went 13 for 23, two touchdowns, one interception. A little bit of action for P.J. Walker then in the fourth quarter. A touchdown to Seth Roberts. Uh, Lots of running for Mike Davis and Jordan Scarlett. We'll look to see them a little bit more tomorrow night. Second preseason game is a huge matchup, obviously. We'll have to see whether the quarterbacks will take on the two new starters of Cam Newton and Teddy Bridgewater. Newton uh, obviously injured his foot in this game, uh, the second preseason game in Foxborough last year. So he's a uh, he's questionable on the preseason injury report list because everyone's questionable on Bill Belichick's preseason injury report <laughs> list. So there we don't no know what we're going to see tomorrow. This guy is a fake. For There's no, there is no preseason injury report. He is a fake. He is a fake and a phony, and that is how we know he is not from this dimension. 
I thought it was good. Maybe I need to watch Rick and Morty. I thought it was spot on. That that was my best Jim Zoki impression. That was awesome. That was great though. I was I was hearing it in my headset actually. Right, as you were like talking. that's what that's what I was trying to his trying post, to get his post game stuff can, on the radio. Can we can we get him on one of his podcasts <laughs> to like do a Will Bryan impression? I think that that'd be good. I just I need all the Will impressions every single week. I you got to start working on next week's already. That was awesome. For the record, Rick and Morty's a great show. Don't let Miles I will, oh. <laughs> deter you. Matt, I come saw, off the top Matt, I saw rope. you grab for the mic. I should have gone to you. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep it weird. All right. Miles has started us down this road. We're gonna keep it weird. We always do our weird question of the week, and this week it is brought to us once again by our friend on Twitter. At Patrick T. Vogel. Uh, he's, dude, he nails it with the questions. He really every does. Every single week. Great questions. Great questions. All right, so here's this one. Um, he says, in honor of Duncan releasing pumpkin spice drinks, uh, he wants to know if we are on board with the pumpkin spice madness, as he puts it. Uh, Will, any strong thoughts on pumpkin spice? Uh, not in my coffee. Okay. In, in my beer. Oh, all right. All okay, right. yeah, like in like a nice Oktoberfest. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I can't say it because I, I don't know where the sponsors are. So I, I'm not going to even like name a brand or okay. name a type. But I have some very, very particular um, fall beers that I am looking forward to. Experienced media professional that's, right now. That's in the really good stuff, shame. man. Not naming it just in case one day they want to sponsor Will Bryan. Love it. All right, Miles, what are your thoughts on pumpkin spice? Uh, you know what? I I can go. I, I don't really care that much about it. You know, I, I just it, it's fine. If I'm going to a, a coffee establishment, <laughs> a cafe, uh, and I prefer to do it in winter because then they might have a, a, a salted caramel mocha. That okay. is my that's my real big. That's coffee what you drink. get at the place. Yeah, that's what I get at the at the place that may or may not have coffee. <laughs> do you have strong opinions on the, this pumpkin spice? Um, I've never had it. You never had not it? once. Wow, not once. That's pretty crazy. I mean, like I've only had a pumpkin spice latte. I think once. I've and- never tried. I couldn't tell you what. I mean, I can assume what the flavor is. I enjoy like a pumpkin pie. Never had it. It never seemed some like something I'd want to you know partake in. No one's ever offered it to me. I was certainly not going to go buy one. So I just you, never had one. Are you a big coffee drinker? Um, not a lot. I'll drink a black coffee. Nice. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So Wait, I'm not. So I don't from the my... from the person that only likes ketchup on her hot dog, she wants nothing in her coffee. I just don't want pumpkin spice in my coffee. Like, look, if you hand me like a whatever, whatever Miles said, sure, I'll try it. Like that sounds delicious. Salted but I'm not caramel gonna... mocha, it's good, man. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, like I'm a simple. I'm a simple. Uh, I've got the taste of a 12 year old. Whatever. Um, but here's you my that from the hot dog. Yeah, thing. that's what I'm saying. Well, whatever, black coffee. Um, Except for that, that's weird. Black coffee. I mean, if that's not a twelve-year-old, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Plain, kind of I don't know. Plain stuff, maybe. Is that plain, it? Yeah, it plain it, things. What do you get on a hamburger? Oh, I don't eat hamburgers. Whoa. We'll get into that at a different time. Oh I'm just not God. a big, I'm not a big beef person. Um, anyway, okay. so I have beef now. Oh yeah, go well. Wait, but I, gotta, sh- I got beef with you with all the things you were saying about alternate realities. He's definitely Miles. in the booth next week. Yeah, Miles is in there. <laughs> He's earned it. Although maybe, yeah, maybe Miles will get it if uh, we can get away from my hamburger, my shameful hamburger takes. I might have to go into the booth if Miles hadn't saved me with all of his quotes. Um, here's my issue, though. Why pumpkin spice? It's August. It's August. That's what I have the bigger issue with. As a kid, did you guys get really, really sad when it would still be like the middle of summer and all of a sudden they're putting out the backpacks and stuff at stores? Oh. And you're like, 
We got six weeks. What are we doing? It's not just the back. It's more the notebooks. The notebooks. The binders. Mm-hmm. The, the the all the pencils. There's and like pens. a there's like flannel. Like you go into Target, you got notebooks and pencils, and then flannel, and you're like, it's it's the beginning of August. Spirit Halloween is already open in certain places. I've I've saw one going uh, down the street the other day. There's a Spirit Halloween open somewhere, and it is August nineteenth. Are, are we even gonna have Halloween? You know, uh, probably no. not in traditional. I, I mean, sense. like that. Yeah. I feel like that's Can't not imagine. something that we should be doing right you can now. Have it in your heart. Uh, yeah. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can have Halloween in your heart, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Not we. You can have it in your heart. I'll have it in my heart. <laughs> 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 I fair don't enough. know. Is that a fair though? Will a fair uh, no, assessment? I, I avoid. Way too early. I avoid the idea of even, you know, thinking of having children just because I would get so terrified of needing to buy back to school supplies in July. Like I don't want to go back. You get to school. your you can get your pumpkin spice latte and your back to school yeah, no. supplies. Although Fourth of July, is, it is getting a little bit cooler. We've had some cooler weather. True. Yeah. The but, the good thing about being an adult now is that that usually means football. Like that's yes, the that's yeah. the biggest switch wow. from me being a kid to an adult. Way to tie it all together, Kristen. Oh. You know what you are? You're a broadcast professional. Well, I don't know about professional, but I am in broadcasting. You know what? Thank you for pointing out that I tied it all together. I was some. Keep on talking, but you're right. It's probably a good place to leave it. It probably is. (laughs) Well, this has been... Prevent me from saying anything else. This has been awesome. Will, you are a trooper over there in the booth of shame. I think we agree that Miles is in it next week, right? Definitely. Yep, for sure. I I agree myself. I I got one more week until I have to go in myself. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.